What's up everybody, Ted Forbes. Welcome back to the Art of Photography. As most of you probably saw this week, Adobe released all of their updates to the 2015 Creative Cloud. And I thought it might be interesting to go through and look at what updates affect us as photographers. So we're gonna make, basically be looking at Lightroom and Photoshop. It's interesting because I always get excited about this. They do this every year. And as I was going through, um, you know, you're going through the marketing materials and it's kind of funny sometimes what particularly Photoshop chooses to market to photographers or is it Adobe says now, anyone with an interest in photography, this is the perfect software for. So, you know, there's like the haze adjustment tool and things like that. And I will, let me preface this now by saying that I'm a little bit old school in my approach to photography in that I am a photographer and I like to get things as right as I can in camera. I do post-production editing, but they tend to be things like levels adjustments, um, uh, color refinements, and just really getting that image tight uh, for the final copy. And so, I will warn you now that I, I get a little silly in here. I mean, because it's really hard for me to take a tool that will cut and paste things and move them around an image supposedly very seriously, particularly when it <laughs> it does it if you know how to use the tool. So anyway, so we're gonna look at some of these things today. So bear with me, I get a little snarky in here. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and look at some updates and we'll come back in a little bit and I wanna talk about Creative Cloud a little bit and some of that stuff. So come on over to the computer and let's have a look. Okay, so I wanna talk about the Adobe Creative Cloud 2015 updates as they apply to us photographers. So that means mainly we're going to be looking at Lightroom and Photoshop to see what's new. And I will not go through everything on here. There are two web pages I'm going to direct you to. I will link these in the show notes. And if you want a complete listing of everything that's new, these are great resources. They're both on Adobe's website. I have one page here for Lightroom and another page here for Photoshop. So if you're interested in seeing everything, this is where you're going to find it. So go check out the show notes. So let's start with Lightroom. Um, I want to preface this by saying that, you know, when there's new software features, some of these are more marketable, I guess, than others. And so, you know, the big marketable feature here that Adobe is talking about is this haze adjustment filter, because as you all know, haze is a problem that's that's plagued photography for years. And we now are, have been graced with a remedy from Adobe. And I'm, I'm kidding and being kind of snarky about this. But anyway, we have a haze adjustment filter. That's the big marketable thing. Uh, as far as what else is new, and I think this is less marketable, but more important is now you have more finite control because they have added white and black levels adjustments to things like the graduated filter, radio filter, and adjustment brush. So if you do a lot of adjustments and you want more control on a real macro level, you now have that ability to do that. And I think that actually is pretty important. Also, if you are one of the people who use Photoshop Elements, that is now compatible with Lightroom. Most of the other upgrades on here deal with mobile. And so Lightroom will now sync with a mobile database and you can pick up images and edit them on your mobile device, which actually sounds kind of interesting. I haven't tried it yet. Um, the reason being, I don't really do a lot of mobile editing, mainly because in the past it's lacked the power. So um, I'll dig into those so we can talk specifically to those in the future if you guys are interested but know that those are a lot of the upgrades uh, around Lightroom which are pretty cool and you know these applications are becoming faster and more powerful all the time and you know it's harder to market that uh, but the haze adjustment slider now now we're talking so let's go over to Lightroom let's check out that haze adjustment slider I made this image on the roof just a few minutes ago we have Hurricane Bill blowing through today and boy, it is definitely hazy outside. Now, this is a an extreme example. I realize there's more than just haze going on here. There is rain and fog going on here, but I thought, well, if we're gonna test the filter, let's let's put it to the test. You're gonna find the dehaze de adjustment slider. It's over on the adjustments palette. If you go down to the effects category, you might have to scroll, it's on the right-hand side of the screen. You're gonna see it's under vignetting and grain, and we now have a dehaze slider. If I move this to the right, it's going to remove haze. If I move it to the left, it will add haze. 
So I'm gonna just grab this and slowly move it to the right and you can see that it actually does a pretty interesting job of cleaning this image up. Now, right about here, I'm at 74, I'm starting to push it because I can now see some grain creeping into the clouds. But I gotta say, even considering this is not in focus back here, this didn't do a real bad job at this. Um, when you consider that you're asking the application to bring out details and information that are simply really not there, it's doing a pretty good job. And it does this with a mix of, you know, adjusting levels and adjusting uh, probably clarity and vibrancy a little bit too, because you do start to see the color shift. But the fact that it's in a slider now that's optimized for that, you know, if you really need some detail there, you probably could bring that in. If I crank it all the way up, it gets pretty messy. And in all fairness, this is a really tough image anyway. Of course, we're really putting it to the test here, but you can see there's a bunch of color garbage and digital noise and things that you wouldn't want in an image. But if you really did need to, for whatever reason, bring out those details, maybe you're into forensic photography or something, hey, it's there. Um, if you move the slider uh, to the left of zero, it will start adding haze until everything goes completely white. Um, I thought this was a little cheesy at first, but actually, even with this image, you can kind of tell, it's kind of nice to be able to add a little of that in there to kind of play with the silhouette levels of the way the skyline works back there. So I suppose this could be useful on some level to someone. So anyway, that's the haze adjust, dehaze adjustment slider. This has been added to both Lightroom and then also into the effects and the, um, and the, the, the section of Photoshop that brings in a raw image. So you can adjust it there as well. So anyway, that's what's new there and what's kind of cool. Now let's talk about Photoshop real quick and let's talk about some of the new things here. The big deal here, again, not so marketable, but the big thing that I think is really powerful here is the incorporation of the Mercury Graphics Engine. Now, Mercury Graphics Engine is an Adobe thing that they've been using in Premiere for a while now. So if you've ever edited video using Premiere, um, it is an engine that essentially speeds up graphics rendering so that you can preview video effects and things that you might do to your footage uh, and get it closer to real time. And so it works pretty well. They have now incorporated this into Photoshop, um, which is actually really cool. So if you're doing heavy editing applications, doing things things like uh, cloning or you know the healing brush if you're doing that on a big scale with a really large image it's going to speed things up for you and it actually works pretty well and so I think that actually is useful I use the healing brush quite a bit when I shoot on film and bring it in because I inevitably will have some dust on the image that I need to go remove and it is very useful for doing that so anything that speeds up all that stuff is great with me and uh, anyway so they've added some of that there's been obviously the Adobe Camera Raw 9.1 enhancements you know, basically adding the black and white levels um, when making local adjustments and also that dehaze filter is now added in there. Um, if you work in 3D on here, there have been some enhancements. I don't, so I can't really speak to those or how they work. Um, let's see what else is new in here that's worth mentioning. Um, if you are a fan of phony tilt shift blurs, bring those in into post and you know they look phony. Um, inside the blur tools or the blur filters, they've added grain now. So you can actually make those look like they're more part of the photograph if that is your thing. The other thing that they're talking about now, and this is actually kind of interesting, is this content aware move tool. And let's take a look at that. And okay, I am going to get a little silly with you guys here because, you know, when you get into heavy image editing, I just, you know, as a photographer, I'm old school. I like to get it right in camera first. I know that there are applications where you might want to do this, but we'll take a look at what happens here. So um, theoretically now I can take this content aware tool and just move this girl around. Now I chose this stock photograph of a woman in a field because if you look at all of a Adobe's 
marketing materials, they always use, you know, relatively young, attractive woman in a field. So that must be the secret sauce. So I should be able to move her anywhere, right? So let's go ahead and do that. I'm gonna move her into the background. We're gonna make her smaller. We'll get rid of her, all that stuff. So if I go in here, you're gonna find this tool. If yours isn't selected, you go here under the healing brush, click and hold, you'll see the flyout window. You can go down and select the content aware move tool. You can grab that and it works in two steps. What you're gonna do is you're going to draw a line around what it is that you wanna move and Adobe tells you don't be too specific, just keep it wide and general. And uh, once she's selected, I see my marching ants, I use the same tool and I start moving her around. And so once I move that out there, you can see that she's duplicated and I can manipulate her however I want. Let's see, let's make her small, we're gonna put her way back in the field back there and uh, you know we'll match up the horizon here and so when I go ahead and select enter uh, Adobe is going to think for a minute work its magic and you can see that it looks absolutely incredible it's deselect and we've moved her into the back of the field there um, okay I'm, I'm being facetious here just because as a photographer like the ability to do this is just goofy and weird but anyway whatever um, Maybe that's too extreme an example. So let's let's step back and uh, you know you would have to do some additional steps there, like actually blurring her out and doing some cleanup. But I have had the 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 pleasure of heavy manipulation in images before. I did a book project several years ago, and there were a handful of images that needed small adjustments, basically to fit in the book format. Either somebody needed to be moved over because some type needed to be fit, or somebody needed a color changed in their shirt to match something. And so this is where it really gets fun. But anyway, if you wanted to do something like that, let's just draw our wide box around her and then what I'm gonna do now is let's just say we're moving her over to fit some typography in let's move her over to the right a little bit so something small like that and let's just say okay uh, hit return and you can see that it came close and not to be too critical of Adobe but I can go in now and let's grab the stamp clone tool and get rid of some of these strange blurry looking things in here and get it to match the image a little better uh, up in here too probably grab some over here and bring out some of this a little bit anyway yeah, I went a little too far hold on let's undo that let's bring it back and you can tell that like the tools even are a little bit snappier to use need to get in here and work around her head a little bit because it doesn't look so hot but the fact that I was talking while I did this and did this in a matter of seconds and got it at least close enough to go in and work with a little bit more, I tell you, a couple of years ago to do something like that, I would have worked on it half the day and I wouldn't have it even to this point yet. So the point is, is that, you know, in the marketing stuff, they show you how you can throw stuff around and they make it look really easy. When you get in here, it actually is kind of ridiculous and goofy. And why wouldn't you try to get that right in camera? And I understand all that. But the fact that you can do it at all and at least get it close, if you were in a jam and needed to actually do that, you, it, you, you could make it happen. And Photoshop really is a powerful tool for doing that. So, you know, I am, king, as I mentioned, being snarky in these demos here because I just don't do this kind of work very much. And I think it's a little bit absurd, but it is impressive, I have to say. So anyway, so making small adjustments and being able to at least get it close to where you could work on it some more are fairly key. Uh, one other thing I want to show you is content aware. I'm gonna do this in two sections because I'm going to bring in a panorama. So this is another one of the big marketing things they're hyping right now is bringing in a panorama. And I'll give you an example here. If we look at Lightroom, if you look at the way panoramas are done, if you were hand holding the camera, and here's one that I did on the roof one day. And so you go in here and you kind of start moving the camera and taking another picture and you're gonna stitch all this together in Photoshop. When it's done, you weren't using a tripod and it looks like this. Well, Photoshop has now got the ability to bring in these white areas here and make what they call 
content aware out of this. Now this only works in Photoshop when you're using Photoshop Merge or Photo Merge, but uh, it does work now. And so let's put that to the test. What I'm gonna do here, let's actually quit Lightroom, free up some memory here because I am doing a screen recording. I'm gonna go under File. We're gonna go down to Import, sorry, Automate. We're gonna go down and select photo merge and it's gonna say, what do you wanna merge? And I'm gonna say browse and we're going to pick a bunch of images. Now these are, here's a panorama I did handheld at a Dallas Mavericks basketball game a few months ago. When I say open those images, it's going to give me some options here. So I want to select spherical and I'm going to, let's go for the max. I'm gonna say blend the images together. Let's go for vignette removal, geometric distortion correction. And here's the new one. You can tick this content aware, fill transparent areas. So let's see how well it does. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, okay. Now this is, I think there's six images that I just picked. I can't remember, there are a lot and it's gonna take a little bit of time to render this. Uh, Photoshop does a lot of things. It's gonna go in, actually remove vignette. It's gonna line the images up at the best points it sees fit. It's going to try to correct some geometric distortion. And finally, it's going to fill in magically those areas where it needs to be content aware. So I'm gonna go ahead, pause the video. We'll come back in a second when all this is done. Okay, so Photoshop just finished up. And once it's done, what it does, this is really kind of cool, is it gives you a little marching ant selection and it's around the area that it did the content aware fill. So I'll leave that lit up for a second and let's see how it did. So this is the new feature here. So if I zoom way in and let's actually move down here to the bottom corner here. And you can see that it did an awesome job at giving this guy two ears on the right side of his head and put a beer between this is either a big mouth or a double chin or a double head. I can't figure it out. So it looks pretty amazing, as you can see. Um, okay, I'm being a little hard on it, but uh, this is what it's supposed to do, right? So anyway, if I go up here and look at the other areas, you can actually see in some cases it did pretty well. And you could tell that it's obviously using a mathematical algorithm to fill in these areas. So what it's looking for are patterns like these big walkways up here, or the, you know, the retired jerseys over here, or even on the side here where you have this big wall that juts out. And it actually did pretty well. There's a little garbage up here that you might have to go in and play with a little bit to get it cleaned up. So if you really needed the edges of an image, it did pretty well, I think, um, considering some of these are fine, um, a lot of these areas up in here. And of course, you know, you're asking Photoshop to create parts of the image that aren't even there. So considering it did that, it did a pretty amazing job. I mean, you can go in here with the clone tool and fix that, uh, but this is a huge time saver. So if you're ever in a jam, particularly people who do image editing for magazines or publications, this is very useful. Um, a lot of times you're given something that you need to do this with, and now you have that ability to do it. And really, I mean, this is a pretty massive image. It did a great job. And as always, Photoshop does a wonderful job. I love Photo Merge for stitching. You can do that in light room as well and it works just fine the one little glitch that I found and this is probably because this is version one of the software is that when I kicked it over to Photoshop to do a content aware fill not using that tool to bring it in it left a line where my selector was and so yeah. so you really need to do it in Photoshop at least right now with this but anyway you can go in here and if I turn off these layers individually you can see what Photoshop does with the stitching it actually goes through the image and finds all the points to make that stitch as clean as possible and you end up with a pretty interesting image when all is said and done. So if you're into panoramas, this could be a very cool thing to do. Anyway, these are the updates I wanted to talk about today. And I want to give you one more resource here. And if we go back over to the browser, uh, lynda.com are one of our sponsors for the show. They make all this happen and they make it possible for me to make three videos a week for you guys nowadays. Anyway, um, lynda.com is an excellent resource. And I say this not because they're a sponsor. I say this because I was a customer of theirs for a good 10 years before they ever sponsored the show. I was a customer of theirs before they, I even had a show <laughs> to sponsor. And 
And this is what Linda does so well is software training. This is this is where it's at. And you know, I've done this with Adobe way before it was, you know, the Creative Suite even, and it was actually versions of Photoshop specifically. New versions come out. Linda is an excellent resource for training. You can go in here and here's Premiere Pro 2015 Creative Cloud updates, After Effects updates. I can go look at Photoshop updates. And they've got they stay up to date with all this stuff. And they all actually had all these videos ready to go uh, before um, the launch, which was very impressive and very cool. So if I go in here, Photoshop for Photographers 2015 Creative Cloud Updates, you can go watch in-depth videos on how to use all the tools, all the new changes, even the little minuscule obscure interface things that we don't have time to go through in this video. Uh, if you want to try Lynda for free, it is a subscription-based service, but if you go to lynda.com AOP, go to that link, that's going to let Lynda know that I sent you, and they're going to give you 10 days of unlimited access absolutely free. 10 days is enough to go in there and check out your Photoshop stuff and see if you know, learn the new stuff that's in there. And you can go do this for all the Creative Suite programs and any of the software they have. So to take advantage of the free 10-day trial, what you want to do is you want to go to lynda.com slash AOP. That is lynda with a Y dot com slash AOP. That'll get you your free 10-day unlimited access trial. And I want to give a special shout out once again, and thanks to the folks at Lynda for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. Anyway, that is the Creative cloud 2015 updates and there are quite a few of them and uh you know the only complaint that i have really about adobe and all this stuff is when they do this once a year is they release the entire suite and one time so within one day whatever apps you have in the creative cloud all need to be updated and if you're in the middle of a project i don't recommend updating i haven't found a whole lot major stuff so far um, but I'm talking about in terms of going through and maybe a little bug somewhere like I was talking about in panoramas when you bring those over to Photoshop, and, you know, and those can be fixed. But more importantly, if you have a production team and you're relying on something like third party plugins or something like that, and all of a sudden they break, I haven't tested all that. Adobe technically hasn't tested all that. So it's always good to do your research before you upgrade. And that is one thing that drives me nuts about Adobe is they like to hit you with everything version one at one time. Uh, but anyway, other than that, I do think the updates are actually pretty interesting. They're mostly minor, but I wanted to talk about a few of those today. I hope you guys have found this somewhat interesting, enlightening, and probably a little bit humorous. But, uh, you know, as always, Adobe, I like to refer to as the creative software mafia. Uh, it, they're, they're very difficult because they have a very good product and it is very expensive. And of course, they do a lot of marketing as well. And some of the marketing that they've done around these updates, I think, has just been a little bit on the silly side. Content aware fills and panoramas and stuff like that that really were not really huge problems, but they make it look like it's something that every photographer deals with, and now they have a solution. And I understand where they're coming from. And, you know, there are alternatives and other graphic software applications. Um, I've used a bunch of them. Unfortunately, when it all comes down to it, Adobe still are one of the best products out there, particularly with Photoshop and definitely with Lightroom now. Um, when you consider the depth of those, both those pieces of software, what they will do, um, and the fact that, like, you know, if you have to go in and do advanced color profile work or something, if you're going to print or, you know, there could be situations where Adobe really is one of the only tools out there that will help you. Also, if you want to um, mix and match what you're doing in with a whole suite of other applications that allow you to do everything from create motion graphics and video to print pieces, the Adobe Creative Cloud has no competition and it just kind of is what it is. Doesn't mean that it's bad, but it's just a very expensive payment that I have to make once a year to use their software. Um, and of course, everything is subscription based and download only on the web right now. 
now. And anyway, I don't sponsor Adobe or anything, but uh, you know they are kind of the standard, and I thought it was worth at least saying uh, because I did kind of make fun of them a little bit today. But anyway, hope you guys have found this useful. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, hit that subscribe button so you'll be up to date on all the latest, greatest videos as they come out. We're doing many now. We're doing, I think we're doing like three a week now, which is pretty, pretty wild. I'm trying to get my production schedule settled in a little bit, but three a week seems to be working pretty well. I know it's a lot of stuff, but if you subscribe, you'll stay up to date on what we're doing. So anyway, once again, guys, this has been another episode of The Art of Photography. I'll see you guys in the next video. Later.